they're gonna hear this, so I <laughs> You can edit that part out. Huh? No, yeah. I know. <laughs> that was a loud crack though. It was. Holy cannoli. It's okay. My knees and stuff pop like that all the time. Or like my shoulder. Sometimes like they'll be working like a movement and in dr- drilling. It's like, oh I'm sorry. It's like it's okay, it just does that. Yeah. It's my all my right knee pops really loud. That's okay. I went to the doctor like a year ago and he said, Oh, it's just like some kinda he gave some I don't know, fancy name and he was like, It'll heal on its own. So I took like six months off. Thing still pops like uh I don't know. <laughs> what pops a lot? <laughs> a bad knee. I don't know. Yeah. It it always pops. It's all good. Like a bowl of rice krispies. <laughs> <laughs> Snap crackle pop. Oh goodness. That should be the name of your podcast. Snap crackle pop. No, it's like well, if it was a jujitsu based one, Snap Crackle Pop would be a great title. That's great. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get Rice Krispies to sponsor my podcast <laughs> and we'll start a jujitsu podcast called Snap Crackle Pop. You could have like medical experts on there and jujitsu jujitsu specialists as well. And have them watch horrific jujitsu injuries. <laughs> and and analyze like, them. Diagnose this. <laughs> well, he just broke his spine. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> it's okay. He'll be back on the mats in like two months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't stop. Oh my gosh. Oh goodness. All right, I'm gonna get started. Hi, everyone. I usually do an intro. Well, it's okay. Hi, everyone. This is Angelica from Somewhere Behind the Mic. Um, On today's episode, let me say it right. Yeah, today's episode, we are back in Blazer Radio. Today, I have a guest, Luke Staley. Yeah, thanks for having me. Luke is a recent graduate of Hood College. Yeah, graduated last year. Yeah, he's also a brother in Christ, and... Runs FCA here, the club. Yeah, well, technically you guys run FCA here. I kind of just oversee it. Um, definitely a student-led club. You guys rock. Shout out to Hannah, you, Thomas, Dylan. Um, yeah, so I, I work in full-time ministry here in the city of Frederick. So uh, Hood College's campus ministry, uh, I help oversee it as the FCA staff person. But I do stuff at Frederick High School, TJ High School, off-campus. Uh, a lot of off-campus ministry too, but... Yep, definitely Hood College is one of my favorite parts of what I get to do with FCA. That's good. So one of the things I like to start off with on my show is asking people what their small win of the day is. It's essentially whatever that small victory is that's happened in your day. I mean, it can seem insignificant, but it could be big to you. Okay. my That's a great question. My small win of the day is uh, I had a really important work meeting this morning that I led, and it went fantastic. So that's my small win of the day. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's nice. And then we do – I like to do these um, cards in the beginning of yes, my – Yes, I see them in front of me. In, in the beginning of the episodes or, like, throughout the episode. Um, so we just give you three cards, and you answer each one. Or, like, we both will answer them, but – it's just a way to like. It's almost like an icebreaker. Yeah, I got like you. It just kind of gets the, the conversation. You're gonna lead on Thursday. I am. Whoa. This okay. is what I was trying to bring, but I was like, I was like running late, and That's then I left fine. it in my dorm. It was all God's timing because that that huddle was. I th- I think that was my favorite huddle that we've had. Uh, for those listening, uh, a huddle is like a FCA Bible study, and Angelica's in the leadership here at the club, um, and she was running late last meeting. She was supposed to leave the icebreaker, but didn't. But I'm just messing with it because the huddle last week was amazing, and it went the full hour, which is really rare that the whole Bible study goes an hour. But 
all the students were engaged. Everyone was talking. There were new members that came. So I felt like it was God's time, and he just wanted a little extra uh, lesson. So he made you late. <laughs> but okay. you'll lead it this Thursday. You've got the icebreaker this Thursday. Yeah. So you can start whichever with whichever one you'd like. Okay. I'm looking at it like I'm playing poker. <laughs> no. Um, okay. What has been the best compliment a stranger has ever given you? A stranger. Oh, it's a tough question. Um, you want me to answer first? Yeah, you can start first. Okay. This is this is kind of hard for me to answer, and I'll tell you why. Is because I'm a, I have a very extroverted personality, and I consider like everyone I've ever met like a friend. If we've like had one conversation, and I see you like a year later. I'll remember you and be like, hey, what's up? You know, I'm really bad with names, but I'll definitely remember who you are. And so it's hard. What do I even consider a stranger? But that's kind of a cop-out answer. Okay. Um, what's the best compliment I've ever been given by a stranger? That's so tough. Do strangers come up and compliment you often? I feel like that's a small bowl of thing memories to pull from. I think sometimes people will compliment you, but it's like in passing by. So it's not really something that you even think about. Like you might see somebody exactly. and they're like, nice shoes. I like you have a nice smile, something like that. And they're just being nice, but you're just like, thank you. And, you know, you just continue on with your day. You may not always think about it. Okay, I, I think I have it. Uh, a couple years ago, I had a young man in a Bible study I was leading tell me that uh, I was, he, he said I was very, very, gift, very good at uh, teaching, like to younger people. So uh, I think... I think that kind of really aligns with <laughs> what what I would consider a great compliment. So I'll just I'll leave it at that. Yeah, good good, uh, good at teaching maybe specifically uh, biblical principles or leading small groups. So that's the only one that comes to my head. <laughs> I think for me, oh I forgot it says a stranger. I was gonna mention somebody that I actually know. Now I have to think about it. Well, you're an introvert. Yeah, I'm very introverted, so. So I feel like when someone random comes up and, like, talks to you, you're just like, uh, why is this person? I mean, maybe that's an assumption. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I just kind of am like, okay. Like, I just say thank you and I keep it moving. Maybe I might think about it later. I don't know about a stranger, though. Just say the thing you had in your mind. You said you were going to say something. Go with that. Well, I was going to mention uh, one teacher I had. When I was in high school and like it was my senior year and we had like yearbooks and everything um, and we had like our teachers sign off on all the yearbooks um, and when I opened it like later in the day or when I got home my one teacher for English he wrote in it and he had said that he really it was like he said that he really appreciated my kindness towards him or just like the way that I was as a person like he just really like it warmed his spirit in a way like he said that it made his day like just the way that I I want to say was kind to people like just like how I carried myself essentially like when I was in his classroom and like I wasn't expecting that like expecting somebody to say like you know you really bring you really bring up my day, bring up my day or warm up my day just by the way you carry yourself in my classroom or, you know. 
I think I got something similar to that one time. It was from a complete stranger, like a fellow student. Mm -hmm. And I got nominated for some sort of thing. I didn't win it, but you just like, you give like these anonymous nominations of like a classmate. And the person I think wrote just like, he is very kind. Like that was all they wrote. But I was like, that meant, that meant a lot to me. I don't know who that was, but yeah. Yeah, it's a good compliment to have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes like when I saw that, I just kind of looked at it and I was like, oh, that's really nice of him because like, it's just the way that I go about my day. It's not something that I'm like thinking really hard on. Like, oh, I want somebody to see me this way. It's just, that's just how I carry myself. So, yeah, I was reading about that with uh, a coach that I was doing a Bible study with this morning. Actually, it's like, uh, what's within you will overflow. So it's like, if you're naturally just a joyful person, it will naturally overflow into your day. And I feel like with you, I just want to know if you, you're generally pretty positive and, uh, have an inner peace about you. So it just naturally, uh, like you fill yourself up with the Lord and then that kindness just overflows other people almost without even thinking about it. That's an interesting way to think about it, really. So the next question is, what do you think our most important similarity is? Ours? Yeah. Most important would just be that uh, we both love Jesus. <laughs> Definitely. I would say the most unique is that we both do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. <laughs> yeah, I think jiu-jitsu is how we met each other. That's right. Yeah, because you were a freshman when I was uh, – so I was supposed to graduate. I graduated last year, but I was supposed to graduate a year before. And so I went part-time to school for a year. But I guess I was like a – I think I was like a first or second semester junior when you were like a freshman or mm -hmm. something like that. I think somebody like – I told somebody that I was doing jujitsu, and they're like, "Oh, there's this other guy, and he like he does jujitsu." And then they got us in contact with each other, and that's that checks out. Yeah, and yep. then I checked out what's the gym? Clinch, Clinch Academy. Clinch Academy, and I went there for the first time. Yeah, but I mean, like that meeting is like that was nice. Like it was nice to be able to like meet another. I mean, I would have never believed, never not never believed. I would have never known that I was gonna meet like a fellow believer, and then. Be part of FCA Gosh, and that's know. crazy. Yeah, I <laughs> I don't know how much detail I want to go into, but like I was not like walking with the Lord back then. I was like I went to college and I kind of went crazy. It's like by the world standards, it'd probably be like okay, just like partying and drinking and going out on weekends and stuff. And uh, but it's just very interesting. I feel like that was a lifetime ago, <laughs> even though it was like two and a half, three years ago. Mm -hmm. But I'm a completely different person. I think. I would say like unrecognizable to myself, but yeah, that is interesting. I remember that though. Yeah, that's good. I wish you'd come to jujitsu more. I feel like I, <laughs> I invite you and then it's like, I don't think you ever like came back to clinch after that, but you should come this Saturday. I, I have work this Saturday, oh, Okay, but I'm trying to make it. It's just that my schedule just like doesn't align with it all the time. Yeah. And it's expensive too. Like if you don't have a, a gym mm -hmm. that, uh, does like free open mats. It's too much to pay for gym membership here and like your home mm -hmm. gym membership back home. So I get that. Yeah, tra training in college is like really difficult, like as it is just time wise. But then you add in the money factor because jujitsu is not an inexpensive hobby to train. And then it's like you're in college. So you only have so much time to work. Yeah, it would be homework. different if I like lived in this area already. And then I would be like, okay, then I'll just go to the gym in this area. But if I'm only here like 
what, like six or so months out of the year, then it's just, you know, and then I go home on weekends. It just ends up not working out or kind of seeming pointless. Yeah. Money wise. But that's okay because there's good jujitsu everywhere. Yeah. Throughout. For America. sure. So this last question says, it's kind of long. If you could have it your way, who would you be with? Where would you be? What would you be doing? Right now? Yeah. Uh, as, as in, like, if you could have, I guess, life your way. I think I can answer that yeah, for ahead. myself. I, I'll start the next question. Yeah. I would say, who would I be with? I would be with myself. Cop-out answer. That's not a cop-out answer. It's like enjoying your the you with who would you be with implies that you're included in me myself and i okay and maybe my dog um where would i be i think i would still be i don't know what they mean by that if they mean like location or life i would say i mean i would still be in college maybe what would you be doing okay i would say where would i be i would still be in maryland but i would be doing photography and video as a full-time career and having like my own company producing stuff and trying to stay busy with that doesn't mean it'll be successful but busy enough you know that's how I would look at this question Okay, so I have a couple, like, two different answers. Like, the cop-out answer is just, like, right here, right now. The cop-out answer. The, the cop-out answer. Just, I like being in the moment. That's something that I'm trying to get better at is just, like, being present in the moment. Sometimes I feel like when I'm at work, I wish I was at home with my wife. When I'm at home with my wife, I wish I was at jiu-jitsu. When I'm at jiu-jitsu, I'm worried thinking about work, and it's this uh, unhealthy mindset of, like, never being present and in the moment. So... uh my generic answer would be just like right here doing this podcast. There's nowhere else I'd rather be. This is where God wants me today. He's had my day planned out. So just following his lead. Um, but then just like the kind of the more fun answer that I think the question is trying to get to is like fantasy wise. If I could just like change the world, it's like I would be with my wife in Hawaii on a beach eating really good food <laughs> right now. Maybe Disney World. I don't know. But on vacation somewhere warm with lots of leisure uh, hmm. with my wife, but that's not going to happen right now. <laughs> Never know. Uh, well, my bank account does know, and <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> it was interesting that you said, like, you're like, I'm enjoying my singleness. Like, you took who would you be with as, like, a partner of some sort. Yeah. It's like, you don't have a friend that you want to be with. Just I think even if it was, like, a friend that I have, I would still say being alone. Not that I'm, like, so introverted that I don't want to socialize at all, but more of, like, just being comfortable with being alone. Because, like, a while ago, like, I feel like maybe, like, my freshman year of high school or, like, even before that, I was so comfortable, like, being by myself, like, only seeing, you know, seeing friends every once in a while, that kind of thing. And I feel like over the last three and a half years or so, I've just gotten in a place where I – as much as I have my moments where I don't want to be around people, like my social battery goes down, it's dead. I like still don't want to be alone, like going out to eat or like going to the store, just doing like little things like like at the dining hall. A lot of, if my friends like if our schedules don't align, 
then majority of the time I do sit by myself in the dining hall. And, like, I don't mind that because, like, I just look at something on my phone or I just eat, mind my business. But sometimes it just, you kind of feel, I don't know how to express it. You do feel, like, lonely in a way because you're just like, oh, I feel so, I don't want to say I feel isolated, but I, in a way I do. Because I'm like, oh, all these people around me are, like, with somebody or with a group of people and I look lonely like i look like i don't have anybody oh so it's almost like your ego is get, like your i don't uh, want to say an ego because i don't your self-consciousness is almost getting involved at that point in like a way you would be content if it weren't for the uh feeling that you're like some sort of other compared to these other people yeah like if everyone is alone you'd be fine but you said it kind of sounds like you you are extra uh conscious of it because you see other people with a friend. Oh, I should be with a friend or significant other or something. Yeah. But, I mean, it also goes back to mindset, which is our topic for today. Because last week when we were talking about mindset, um, the aspect of mindset, like, I'm, I like being alone, though. It's like, because then when you're around people and then you don't want to be bothered with anybody for whatever reason, then you're just kind of like, oh, I wish I could just, like, sit here by myself and, not hear I have all this noise going back and forth or whatever the case is. So more of just like changing my mindset to be like, you know, you can still be comfortable with being by yourself and not have to deal with, not saying that you have to deal with people, but just being comfortable like that, not feeling like you always have to be around other people to have a good time or to be content. Yeah, I feel like college is the place to do that. I 100% echo what you said, and I feel like my – uh Especially my my sophomore and junior years in college, I got like really good at being like comfortable, just kind of like being on my own, enjoying it, and not really being conscious of what other people are thinking. But yeah, for sure, I don't want to. Uh, I'm enjoying this uh, like rapport, but if you want to get into the mindset part, that sounds interesting. Oh no, this is leading into <laughs> okay, the mindset, cool, so cool, it's okay. Cool. I wasn't expecting that, but I mean, um, I wanted today's topic to be about mindset, so like I just kind of wrote down some like little quite like couple questions we're not using all these papers they're just like my <laughs> notes and i was just lost everything um yeah we're gonna be talking about mindset specifically like a young adult's mindset just because like when you y enter adulthood and you and then even with college as well like your perspective on things isn't the same as it was when you were in high school, you know, once you hit 18. I, I think some people, some, some people's are, and they yeah. stick out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that but, person is, uh, but yeah, hopefully for, they are. For not the, the larger same. majority then, like an adult mindset, I just was curious, like just getting into what influences people, whether that's their motivations, their distractions, whatever it could be, and also training your mindset. Like what do you feed yourself that, affects your mindset you know how like when people read books just like we have the bible but people you know you can read a book and that changes your way of thinking it changes the way you go about things whether for good or bad so yeah i feel like the the art that people art the art that people consume very heavily influences like their perspective like the type of music they consume the type of movies they watch the type of podcasts they listen to the type of books they read that's always been something that's like interested me is like where does art in our personal preference or our society influence our culture because i feel like art specifically like entertainment medium in today's culture like so heavily influences culture which is kind of silly because like some of the things that we get from 
like celebrities or pop culture, they aren't like experts on the topics that they're influencing. Yet it seems to be that like art is the key uh, independent factor in the culture war of today's society. I say war that has a political connotation, but just like the culture of today's society. Um, actually, one of the things that I wanted to touch on that you mentioned, you mentioned a lot of good things. I don't know why art stuck out, but uh, the one that I was going to talk about was like the people that you hang around. And that's a really interesting idea uh, that someone was talking to me about a coach uh, was saying that you're the average of the company that you keep which is something I really like. Like you're not the company that you keep, but you're the average of the company that you keep and how important it is to be around positive people. And if you're constantly around negative people who seem like they almost enjoy talking about how much they're suffering and they just try to one-ape each other with how negative their life is, you're going to get sucked into that world. But if you're always around people who are positive or people who are even, even not always positive, but in a healthy way, challenging you, pushing you, you're going to rise to that uh, level of uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Um, level of initiative, kind of the standard they have for themselves. Yeah. So what would you say – for you personally, what motivates you? And then also what are some distractions that have like – affected or altered your mindset yeah i would say like the primary motivation for me as a as a christian as a christian athlete is jesus and just playing for that audience of one i felt like before i started competing with a biblical perspective before i was walking with jesus in my personal life my primary motivation for sports was like glory self-image looking good for my teammates or spectators or my parents or i mean it wasn't all bad it wasn't just like uh there's like the negative connotation of just trying to impress other people on social media but there were like good motivating factors trying to please my coach trying to please my parents but they shouldn't have been my primary motivation so uh now as a, i should have mentioned in the beginning uh in addition to <laughs> working in full-time ministry i'm also a, a professional mma fighter which is an interesting contrast of vocation but <laughs> maybe we can talk about that a little bit later uh, uh, but now getting to compete at the uh, professional level, having a little bit more of a platform, more eyes on me, it's more important than ever that I uh, – the phrase that I like to use in Christian sports, I think Carson Wentz came up with it, but playing for an audience of one, Carson Wentz, the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, might be with another team now, but uh, NFL quarterback and just talking about how it's not bad to want to use – uh, sports or other, whatever platform you might have, it's not bad to have a motivation being that you want to please others, but your primary motivation should just be how you feel like God is leading you to compete or where God is leading you to uh, put your time or energy towards certain goals. I would say the thing that distracts me the most from my motivation is my other motivations. I feel like sometimes I'm such a go-getter, I do too many things at once and wind up spreading myself too thin. And I think a skill that I need to hone in is making sure that when I do something, I focus in on that uh, instead of trying to do other things that kind of distract from whatever the primary objective is. I think for me, at least for distractions, 
I think too much about what other people might be thinking about me. Hey, yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm too, like, stuck in my head about it at times. At least when, I mean, not even just for jujitsu, but just in other areas of life as well. I'm, even if it's not other people, I think, I overthink, like, a situation or what I'm working on, and I'm thinking, like, oh, like, what if it doesn't make sense to other people, like something that I'm work like a project or something? Like, what if other people don't get it? Or what if, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Just that, essentially, just like trying to please other people. I have a habit of doing that or trying to, I mean, not, not even that I have a habit of trying to please other people. Trying to please other people and then, being afraid to fail as well or just like giving up altogether because I think that it just won't work out anyway. I have a habit of I've I've had a, a tendency to That's do a that terrible again. mindset. Yeah. I'm out. I'm just being <laughs> honest. Like sometimes that happens. Um but my motivations, what influences me? I well, I'd like to say that I would like what I would like to motivate me is Christ. Like being able, like you said, playing for an audience of one. I really would like to be in that kind of mindset of not worrying about other people and just looking at how God sees me and whether or not what I'm doing brings him glory. So that's a mindset I would like to get into or that rather that I'm working towards right now. So Hot take. Motivation is crap. Everyone talks about motivation. I don't even, motivation is stupid. And if you were talking about mindset, you don't want to have a mindset of motivation. You want to have a mindset of discipline. That's what I'm yeah, always discipline. talking to my athletes about uh, that I help coach or that I train with. A lot of young athletes come up to me uh, in the gym like, how do I get motivated? How Motivation, motivation, motivation. Motivation is good. It can be the extra fuel maybe that you need on a, on a day occasionally to push you through a workout or a training session. But Honestly, I tell them, like, don't worry about motivation. Motivation is crap. If you want to have a mindset, you want to have a mindset of discipline because if we only, like, chase our goals on the days that we feel like it, we'll never accomplish them. Motivation, don't get me wrong, it, it has its place. It's good to find what motivates you to help center yourself sometimes. But I recognize that there are days where I know the right thing to do and no matter what I tell myself, no matter what I try to use to amp me up, nothing motivates me to do it. I don't care. Motivation's crap. It's discipline that's going to keep me on the path to accomplishing my goals. So I'm not trying to totally undercut being motivated. Trust me, I search for sources of motivation. They have their place. They can be healthy in the right context. But I think motivation is so much less important than discipline. Because uh, whatever motivates you, uh, there will be a day where that's just not going to do it for you. I don't care what it is. It's whether you want to impress that one person, whether it's to make a bunch of money. There's going to be a day when that motivation isn't enough, but you need a core. You need a why. And and that's discipline more than motivation. So um, that's what I always tell my athletes. It's like hot take. You hear a lot. A lot of, you know, 30-second Instagram clips of like motivation this, motivation that. It's It, it has its place, but it's kind of just crap. It's like discipline is what we're striving to have, not – the right source of motivation, but the right uh, mindset of discipline. Because discipline will give you the results that you're looking for. Yeah, in any aspect of your life, emotional, spiritual, physical health, mm -hmm. there's going to be days I don't feel like going to the gym. I don't care. 
I'm going to go do it. There's going to be days where it seems like a chore. It seems like a drudgery to open up my Bible. I don't care. I'm still going to open up my Bible. There's going to be days where uh, it's hard emotionally for me to forgive someone for a wrong or be patient uh, with my spouse. I don't care. I know what the right thing to do is. I'm going to do it. So uh, motivation is nice, but I think discipline is is ultimately what we should be striving for. I think discipline ties into that second part of the question about training your mindset. You just answer that then with just discipline. That's how you train it. Yeah, and repetition. Like repetition builds discipline. And uh, I think for some of the athletes that I work with, fear, like you talked about, like fear of competition or even fear of training for newer people. And if you just keep showing up and realizing that it's not that bad, um, you're going to develop these habits. I'm not uh, habits. I'm not just saying like overnight you can entirely change into a different person, which to a certain degree, I think you can, but like, um, consistency is what builds that discipline. It's like, well, how do I have discipline? Just keep showing up. <laughs> just keep, uh, taking the little steps to work towards whatever your goal is. And eventually you're going to get to a point where you've trained that mental muscle enough that, uh, even on the days you don't feel like doing something, you've done it so many times, you're like, well, the, the coward in me has been beaten down to the point where I, I don't even like hear that voice in me anymore. So on the days when I don't feel like it, uh, I've done it so much <laughs> that I'm just going to keep going through the uh, routine that I've built for myself. Yeah. I think for like repetition, like I can give the example. The first thing that comes to my mind with that is jujitsu. So like, repeating the same position over and over and sometimes you get like either your body is tired or you're just like i'm i'm tired of doing this sometimes but like continuing to just keep doing it the right way is how you're gonna get better so then like when you're actually like let's say we're like sparring or something or rolling you're not going to when it's time to do that move you do it the way it's supposed to be done, you're not going to be sloppy with right? It. You don't even yeah. think about it. You've done it so many times. It just, you just do it. Right. <laughs> it becomes muscle memory. So definitely. Yeah. And I think too, the more you, uh, uh, submerse yourself in the habit of something in the discipline of something, the more you start to enjoy it. I tell this, uh, to athletes, um, and to, uh, people that I mentor, uh, in, in spiritual discipleship, like, when you first start going to the gym, you usually won't like it. But if you start going to the gym so much that you go every day, where at first it was hard to go to the gym, now you've gone so much, you've made such a routine, such a habit out of it, it's harder for you not to go to the gym. That same person who didn't want to wake up and go work out after years of consistently building in a good workout routine, if they go a few days without working out, that person's like, oh man, I got to get to the gym. It's like they've completely switched their, their mindset. Um, and it's the same with spiritual discipline too. When you first start reading the Bible, let's say you want to do 15 minutes uh, in, in the word every morning, 15 minutes reading the Bible. At first, it might seem difficult. It might feel like a drudgery. But if you do that every day for a year, you're going to get to a place where if you don't read the Bible in the morning, you're going to be upset rather than if uh, when you just start out, it's like, ah, I don't want to do it. So um, 
I, I don't want to just repeat myself, but I think you can kind of get to the idea of what I'm saying is like, mm -hmm. uh, it's not always going to be a drudgery. Uh, ideally, you make something such a routine in your life that you start to enjoy it and it doesn't become just something you have to beat yourself into every day. I have to work out. I have to read the Bible. Change your mindset. So I get to work out. I get to read the Bible. Um, and it makes, uh, I think when you get to that point, your growth in whatever aspect of your health, mental, spiritual, emotional, just starts to take off when you uh, find that place in your life. So also for mindset, um, with the mindset that you have, what do you value? Mm, that's a great question. I almost feel like to answer this without being generic, I need like a specific context for that question. Like So let's see. What do you value in terms of, I don't know. I'm trying not to be generic either. Read the question again. What do you, what, sorry. With the mindset you have, what do you value? Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm going to think about this question because I don't, I, I want to, that's a good question. I want to give it a, a, a thoughtful answer. What do I value? With the mindset that I have, one of the things that I really value is being able to see growth in other people. A really large part of my life right now is investing in other people and trying to help them grow in their spiritual health, their physical health, their emotional maturity. And one of the things that I value is being able to just be a tool for God to help take someone to the next level of wherever they need to get to in their life, whether that's taking someone who's struggling with their spiritual health and getting them to a, a healthy place with their relationship with God, whether it's taking someone who has never been able to find confidence in sport and jujitsu and take them to a place where they've lost some weight, they have confidence, they have some practical self-defense skill. But I think um, just being able to serve others and see uh, growth in them is something that I really value. I, I think that's a, I'm in a season of my life where um, just being able to see some sort of tangible growth in someone gives me a, a huge dopamine hit. <laughs> that's good. And then also, um, what have been the results? I think I've become a more selfless person um, and I've become a happier person, a more grateful person. Man, when you serve others, it really shifts your perspective on your own troubles. Um, when you serve others, it really uh, changes your mindset on your own optimism. The world, the majority of our pop culture, the phony uh, people that we look up to in our society, there's this overarching message that majority of people are gonna tell you that, man, to be happy, I gotta focus on me, I gotta serve myself, the more money I can get, the more time I can have to myself, the more success I can have, the more goals that I can accomplish, the more happy I'll be, the more successful I'll be. And I gotta tell you, like that's a lie. I'm not saying you shouldn't focus on yourself or invest in yourself, you should. But if you really want to be happy, like serving others is what can give you a joy 
that dwarfs anything you can do to serve yourself. It can give you perspective that you'll never have if you're constantly just focusing on yourself. Um, whether that be uh, like volunteer work, whether that be just in taking a friend of the, under your wing and investing in them, uh, whatever that might look like. Um, I feel like serving others will just completely change your whole perspective on, well, I guess everything. I'm kind of rambling on now. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's okay. Um, into what you were saying about how like our pop culture and like even with entertainment, how they influence a lot of people, especially like our generation, like a lot of people are so invested into entertainers and celebrities and what they're doing with their lives and they allow that to influence like what they do with their own lives as well. Oh my gosh. So yeah. I wanted to like talk about like what the world's mindset is and then also what the believer's mindset is as well. Just to like not yeah. I wouldn't say compare the two, but giving two different perspectives, like how we see the world and then how we see the world through Christ. Great. So Christians see the world through God's truth. And if you're not a Christian, you see the world through uh, whatever truth you decide to put on that day. And what I mean by that is if you don't have a base and your and I's base is the Bible, your truth is completely relative. You have a different truth than me, has a different truth than that person, has a different truth than that person, and everyone has. Truth becomes relative. But when you have a common standard, which for us is God's standard, God's word, you and I don't see the world through your perspective of what's right and wrong or success or failure. You see it through God's, and I do the same. I see the world through God's perspective. And so that gives us like a, a home base, um, a foundation, a firm foundation. My worldview doesn't change when I wake up in the morning based on what went right for me, what went wrong for me, what some other person said, uh, what I, you know, figured out myself, you know, kind of brainstorming or whatever last night. Um, it stays consistent. Whereas if you have a worldly perspective, like the world's perspective on a lot of things change like minute to minute and there's no consistency, I think, in, in being able to build a mindset. So um, I don't know if that totally makes sense. We're kind of diving a little bit into like theology yeah. and stuff, but um, I would say uh, the truth isn't relative in a biblical mindset, whereas in the worldly mindset, like the truth is relative, the truth can change, the truth is inconsistent. Um, one of the things that I wanted to touch on, kind of going back to like the world's truth is like, there's a lot of lies in today's society. Um, like people will tell you that like, I had mentors tell me like, money won't make you happy, like success won't make you happy. And I was like, well, it wouldn't make you happy, but success and money will make me happy. Like, they don't know what they're talking about. Because I was so uh, consumed by, like, the world standard of things. And I thought, oh, well, if I get enough money or success or validation, then I'll be happy. And that was just, like, a total lie. So I had to, like, root myself in a greater truth, which isn't, like, a man or a woman's truth, which is what worldly truth is, but, like, God's truth. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I look at it as at least like the world standard of things like like you said, back to like money and uh, popularity, things that people value. I feel like for me, I don't um, like even when I look at it now. 
I don't value those kinds of things, and I'm I'm grateful that I don't. Um, I, I forgot where I was going with that. I just lost my thought. I had it, but then it was like no. Yeah, that thought went out the window. It's hard. Something about the microphone yeah. <laughs> makes your mind. It like makes you instead of like when you have regular conversation. But that's okay. Um, I mean, I think that's all I had really. I mean, we can still keep talking. It's up to you. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you had, had anything else you wanted to touch on. Um, gosh, yeah, I feel like I rambled a bunch. No, but that's okay. <laughs> like that's how the conversation goes, and like, I I enjoy that because then like we find something else to talk about through that. So. Yeah, I feel like I have so many ideas that I could. I felt like I I was like all over the place because ideally I take each one of the kind of subjects or ideas that I was talking about and I'd break them down like mm-hmm. in depth and like each talking point would have its own 30 minute podcast, <laughs> but I'm just all over the place and I have like a whole bunch of like knowledge in my own head and I only like share like an iceberg amount of like what I'm trying to articulate. Gosh, no, that's okay. Cause like for this podcast, one of the things I enjoy, I'm would like to do with it or that I'm working for is just like touching on various things like mindset, talking about what mindset what mindset is and like how people view it, that kind of thing. Um, one of the episodes I wanted to talk, I wanted to do, and I'm still kind of doing research on it. Was I called it? Where do you lay your treasures? So like worldly treasures or spiritual treasures. Like what is it back to like the standard of the world? What do you value? You know, like what is it that you're like? Are you just trying to like make a whole lot of money and you know? be successful and wealthy in the sight of the world because like when I look at that and I see like you know you can have all this money and everything but like you're only gonna go but so far with (laughs) it like in this life you're only gonna you'll have it for this life and that's it because then it's like what are you gonna do with all that money when you die like you look at the pharaohs and like people in Egypt um thousands of years ago where you look at uh, like the pyramids. They like, just got all these treasures stored up in a grave. Yeah, like and they couldn't good. take it with them. Yeah, you see, all that stuff is still there thousands of years later. It didn't transfer into a the next world with them. Great. Okay. Wait. I this is really good. I'm gonna go back to that third question. Uh, is uh, can you read that third question again? The what have been the results? Uh, or the last question you asked me. Ooh. If I remember myself, was it about uh? The believer's mindset? Yes, the believer's mindset. Okay. The believer's mindset is an eternal mindset. And if you don't believe in any kind of afterlife, then you have a, a finite temporary mindset, which is, I mean, hey, like if you don't believe in any kind of afterlife, if you don't believe in a heaven or a hell that this life is all there is, then yeah, why shouldn't you just go out and get as much money as you can, have as much fun as you want with whoever you want at and you don't even really like at anybody's expense because like it doesn't matter. We're all going to die. But if you believe in an eternal mindset, then everything you do is going to be motivated by what comes after this. What we know is like a physical life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something that God has been um, refining in me a lot in this last season is shifting my mindset to an eternal perspective and not a worldly perspective. Um, whether you're an atheist, a Christian, a Muslim, a Buddhist, Jewish, we all agree that one day, take a deep breath in with me, Angelica, deep <laughs> breath, deep breath out. 
Uh, praise God if you have breath in your lungs today. Um, whether you're a Christian, whatever, atheist, any religion, all of us agree that one day you and I are going to do that for the last time. And then we're going to close our eyes and we're going to die. <laughs> Regardless of what you believe, we all agree that death is certain. And what really shapes your perspective is whether you believe that's going to be it or if there's going to be a whole eternity after that. Because if this world was all there is, like, then why shouldn't you just live life however you want to live it? Not worry about doing good for others, not worry about investing in your eternity. But if you believe that you're trying to store up your treasures in heaven and not here on earth, like everything you do is going to be different. Every, the whole way you view the world is just going to shift. So yeah, just going back to that question, I think like having an eternal mindset is really what influences my worldview apart from, you know, people who uh, believe that this world is just kind of all there is. And when it's done, it's done. Mm. I like your answer. That, that was, a, that was yeah. a good answer. Okay, that, I wish that's how I would have answered it beforehand. <laughs> no, Again, this it's microphone. Okay. <laughs> it's all good. Um, I mean, we could continue on t and talk about treasures. Like, what do we, what are we working towards? What do we value? What are we, like, just to give an idea of, like, what is this treasure or treasures that we're storing up, you know? Um, yeah, it's turning into a theology podcast. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it can go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you know? sure. Um, uh, the Christian's perspective that what Jesus says is don't store up your treasures here on earth. Everything fades away. He basically says what you said. You can't take any of it with you. He talks about moths and rust because that uh, at the, during that time, that's kind of the treasures that we were storing up. Now it's probably like Bitcoin or something, <laughs> but whatever it be. Monopoly uh, money. Yeah. Man, just like when I die, when you die, like. I can't take my money with me, my car, my house. I can't take my wife, my kids if I have. I can't take any of that with me. Um, but I know that when I die, I will stand face to face with my creator and he will uh, judge me on the life that I've lived. Um, the Bible says that we have to give an account for every word that we say in our lifetime to God when we uh, meet him. And so... Man, like that, <laughs> the way I live my life, believing that versus the way I live my life, not considering that <laughs> is like, I think that's what, when I talked to the very beginning of the podcast about like, that was a totally different person. I think that was probably the factor that changed me was, uh, living my life for Jesus and not myself. I said, I believe in all those things. Yeah, I believe in God. Yeah, I believe in heaven. But, uh, I don't think I really did. I don't think I really grasped it. I was just like a cultural Christian. Like when your perspective changes and you really like, when you really commit your life to Christ, like, like you said, your viewpoint on everything changes. Like even the way that you view like your friends and your family, like the way that you respond to them, like you see a greater need in them. Like I don't say a greater need, but you might see like if your family members like struggling with something or whatever the case may be, the way that you respond to their situation will be different from like if you were still like living in the world, so to speak. You might just be like, oh, that's their own issue. That's not something that I'm going to care about. But it goes back to helping others, like, you know, helping your neighbor, essentially, like helping other people where they're at and like, you know, just assisting them, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
I wish, I wish, uh, man, we talked about so much at our last huddle. I feel like that was so good. We got to go kind of in deep to some of these like biblical principles. But in summary, it's like Jesus says in Matthew, uh, the book of Matthew, that whatever you do for the least of my brothers and sisters, you've done for me. So it's like with his eternal mindset, uh, it becomes so because <laughs> in Matthew, he's actually talking about the day of judgment and he says, whatever you did for the least of my brothers and sisters, you did for me. And then right after that, he talks to a group of people who uh, are not going to get to go to heaven. <laughs> and he says, when I was thirsty, you didn't feed me. When I was hungry or thirsty, you didn't feed me. You didn't give me clothing. You didn't do any good for me. And people will say, Jesus, when did we ever do these wrong things to you? And he's going to say, whatever you didn't do for the least of my brothers and sisters you also did not do for me so um man if if you believe that uh <laughs> that's really going to change uh your perspective on how you live your life and you look at people also um not just in like their physical predicament but you care about their spiritual well-being yeah you know their spiritual health once you like when you're like living for christ then you're looking at other people and their spiritual well-being too, like telling people about him and even just like praying for them and like like the huddles and things like that, like helping other people, discipleship, stuff like that, helping other people grow in their walks as well. Yeah. And encouraging them. There's two parts to that. One of them, which is what we talk about, the eternal mindset, is like your sense of urgency changes because you really do know what's at stake. Yeah. That when we close our eyes, listen, like I don't know, how many people listen to your podcast? Maybe it's just <laughs> a handful. But it's like um, whether you believe there's an afterlife or not does not change the fact that there is an afterlife. That's just the truth. You might <laughs> think it's crazy, mm-hmm. um, but I'm just here to inform you. I'm not trying to be judgmental. I'm just the messenger. Oh, no, I was going to say, and just to like add on to that point, that's even like you can look at it and see it yourself in a way of like how there's more than just this life. Because you look at, like, if you see somebody that's passed away in a casket, you just see a body. There's no life force in there anymore. Like, I mean, I'm looking at, I'm explaining this from, like, how I've seen it. Like, when I've seen, like, people or family members that have passed away and they're in a casket, it's like, I just see a body. Like, I don't see, like, they don't move. They can't move any of that kind of stuff. But at some point, they were able to, like, talk and respond and do all this stuff that we do right now. There's ev- it's evident like that there's no life force in there. So it had to go somewhere, if that makes sense. Like I know like we have, we're body, soul, and spirit. And then like, I think, isn't that like your spirit is like, is that what kind of like makes up your personality? I don't know if I'm, I'm probably going down the wrong way I with totally that. get what you're saying. But I yeah. would, I'm 100% following. But like, it's just a sum it up. T- yeah. TLDR, however they say it. We're going down again. There's some deep <laughs> theology rabbit holes. But Man, I wish I was more prepared and have some like more scripture it's ready. It's okay. I wasn't, I was trying to get ready for it too, but I really didn't know like where to go outside of the mindset. But I like when conversation can go. Cool. Any which I'll way. I'll end on this then. Uh-huh. Mindset. I said there's two parts to like loving, like when you have a Christian perspective. One, you're going to be nicer to people because you know what's at stake knowing that like if they're not right with Jesus, the only way to the Father is through mm-hmm. me yeah. is what Jesus says. So um, they need to get right with Jesus. Um, but then two, this uh, this mindset like changes my perspective on life is that like God loves everyone. God loves these people so much. And 
we have value because God created us, not for any other reason, not for whatever trophies we won or money we make or education we have. Like, we have value because God loves us. And, like, that's helped me so much when I look at people. God has just given me, like, a glimpse of how much he loves them and how beautiful they are to him. And that helps me love them more like fully and completely. And that's like a beautiful way to live life, honestly. Just going around trying to love everybody and just loving everybody. And that doesn't necessarily mean I agree with everyone. <laughs> uh, it doesn't mean that uh, I think that, uh, it doesn't mean that I don't like mess up or ever lose my temper with anyone, but just like at a base level, I think I really do love everyone, even my enemies, especially my enemies. I think I'm just rambling now. No, I think that's all I had. That's my concluding uh, thought. That's I'm okay. End that. I was like, love everyone. I was trying to like look up scripture to like go back to that. Um, just cause like it was something that I was thinking about. Um, when we talk about like an eternal mindset. So like, cause you know, what's today? Today's like Wednesday, but Sunday was Easter. So <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know where we're going with this, but like, uh, Sunday was Easter and um, one of the verses like that my pastor had brought up during the, our service was First Peter chapter four verses verses verse one I think verse one and two but it says it's about living for God so it says therefore since Christ suffered in his body arm yourselves also with the same mindset or attitude because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin and the point I'm making with that is like at least with us as believers, it's like, I'm trying to make sure I get, get a clear thing with it. Like, it says like how, hold on, hold on. I'm going to follow, I got it. Uh, also with the same attitude because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. Like we, like it goes back to mindset. Like the Bible talks a lot about like your mind, well, like your heart, but your mind as well. Like how, uh, what you allow into your mind, like, you have we have the ability to control like our mindsets if that makes sense but like what's in your like how what's in your heart you'll speak if that makes sense i don't know if i'm making sense or not i'm kind of just talking to you at this point but like that's fine it's like i'm trying to make sure i have it right um well i guess this wouldn't be mindset then um cuz i'm thinking more about like well, that's a whole other episode that I was going to do. Yeah, this is Mark seven twenty one. It says, from within, out of a person's heart comes basically all of their, like, uh, <laughs> I see what you're saying. It's like, um, maybe what we talked about earlier, just like, what whatever is on the inside is what's going to overflow. Mm -hmm. But what I was making, the point I was trying to make with, like, First Peter was that, at least with us, like, the idea of, like, how we still, like, have struggles with sin as believers, we are, like, it's a mindset, essentially, as well, because it's, like, when you're done with it, never mind, it's okay. I don't think I'm going to be able to explain it properly. I'll just, like, cut this part out. It's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't, like, I thought about this earlier. Like, I was thinking about this, like, earlier in the week, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. 
but I'm having the hardest time articulating it right now. So I'm just gonna like. That's funny. I feel like I was all over the place too, but. Nah, you're you're better than me at this, so oh it's gosh. okay. I, I'm just gonna do a whole other episode on like the tongue, though, like the power of your tongue and like speech, because our speech is. It can be a good thing and it can be yeah. a very dangerous. Well, if you read thing. like the book of Proverbs, like it's like every other proverb. I never knew how much in the Proverbs it talks about like he who controls his tongue. <laughs> God is like if you can control what you say, like it basically you can control anything. Yeah. <laughs> what you do, what you think. Right. Cool. Yeah. But I mean, I guess to sum up this whole episode, just so I have like something to like, I'll probably cut this ending part out, but that's why I'm trying to like find something else to like end on just so it like flows properly, I guess. I guess it would just be like back to the whole idea of mindset and being a young adult, you know, just because like, at, at least like I said, the society and generation that we're in today, like sometimes it can be hard to, not that it's hard to think for yourself, but a lot i don't want to say i feel like i'd be getting off track if i said um a lot of people don't want you to think for yourself they want you to just go with whatever the flow is that's going on around you and i just say just think for yourself like just change your own change your mindset if that makes sense not i'm not like saying to like tell people to do that but i don't know I, I think I see what you're saying. You, you have control over your mindset. Mm -hmm. That's a privilege. So don't waste that opportunity to develop your own mindset just by going off of default, like what other people tell you your mindset should be maybe. Yeah, like actually, like like how we put time into like as athletes, you put time in the gym and at practice and things like that. Train your mindset the same way. Like put time into what you consume visually, you know, what you watch, what you listen to who you're listening to, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. I guess we're just going to end on that. Though. Yeah, uh, you could go down a whole rabbit hole with that for sure. But, like, yeah, I feel like so much of our society, like, focuses on physical health, but then mental, spiritual, emotional health. Mm -hmm. We, like, take for granted and don't, like, invest in those at all. But you, that's just you know as if not, like, more important than physical health. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to end it on this. But, like, I was – that's actually another thing I was thinking about was, like, the physical health and well-being like I know for myself I I well not even just me but that's one thing I see like in society today you see people like being like at the gym all the time like that's fine like if you want to reach like sometimes they want to reach like a perfection goal of like the way their body looks or maybe you're just going for your personal health you know but like there is like such a larger emphasis on the physical well-being rather than like the spiritual and it's like and it's something I had to think about for myself because I enjoy going to the gym too but it's like you can build yourself up physical but like if you have no spiritual basis and you're not growing in anything spiritually then all of this isn't worth it I mean it's it won't be worth it won't be a value to anything because again like you're gonna die so it's like you're building yourself up to look like this and then have a heart attack in 40 years or something and that be it but you didn't grow you didn't build yourself up spiritually to better yourself and then also to help others yeah that's what paul says he says physical training is good for some benefit but spiritual training is even better because it promises benefits now and in the life to come that's a great place to end <laughs> that's <laughs> such a great place to end okay that's fine that's the end of this then
Thank you for tuning into my podcast. Thank you, Luke, for coming on today. And yeah, that's it. Woo. Thank you. That was a lot of fun. What time is it? Uh, one.